What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Herd Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a 90s kid. I was born in 1995. I'm 25 years old. I'm super old, but there's something really special about being born in the 90s, especially like the early to mid 90s, because we got to experience the old school way of life and the new school way of life. We also had like the best TV shows and the best music. Like, you know, I'm right when I say that. I mean, we were the prime music generation. So today I interviewed a band called 90s Kids. They are all about that 90s music vibe and the nostalgia and the happiness that we as 90 kids feel. Their music is awesome. It is pop music for people who don't like pop music. That is their slogan, and I absolutely love it. We talk about where their name came from, what their music's about, what their writing style is, and, of course, their brand-new EP that is coming out this Friday, so make sure you pre-save it on all streaming platforms. It's a great interview with an awesome band, so without further ado, here's my conversation with 90s Kids. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. So I always like to start off with saying like, why don't you introduce yourselves and the role, your role in the band? Alrighty. Yeah, well, sure. So I'll start. Uh, my name's Corey Malk, and I am the singer of '90s Kids. I'm Matt, and I play the keyboard. Okay. I'm Jordan, and I play the drums. Okay. So, where did you get the name from, like '90s Kids? Yeah, so I'll start out. Um, so we started the band in college. Uh, Robbie, Matt, and I were at OU. Um, and we had started writing music before a name had even, you know, come to fruition. Um, and when it came time that we realized, yeah, this band is actually going to be a thing, uh, we needed something to describe what the music felt like. Uh, so at that point, uh, we started listening back to the couple of songs that we had done, and we thought, this music makes us think of nostalgia. Uh, the music makes us think of memories from when we were young and just vivid experiences that we were having. And so, um, you know, really we thought that the name 90s kids speaks to the generation that we grew up in, which is really the generation of nostalgia. Um, as a 90s kid, uh, you have access to all this technology now. You have iPhones and you have virtual reality and you have all this stuff. But you kind of still somehow miss popping a VHS in or going to Blockbuster with your family instead of just queuing up Netflix. Um, so that whole idea, the fact that 90s kids means more than just being born between 1990 and, you know, 1995. Uh, you know, the fact that it means more to us than that and it speaks to the nostalgic nature of the music that we started writing um, I think that's really why it felt so right. I like it. So are you all, like, are you early 90s, mid 90s, or late 90s kids? Mid. Mid. I, I'm, yeah, I'm on the cusp of early to mid. 94, right? Yeah. That's I'm an mid. old man. I'm a grandpa. I'm the grandpa of the band. <laughs> what? We can pick on Robbie a little bit, because Robbie's, Robbie's 96, but we won't talk about that. Shoo, he's like not even a 90s. That doesn't yeah, even we got, count. We got 94, 95, 96. Coming. Yeah. All right. Fair. I'm 95, yeah. so I fit right in. Um, so, <laughs> so how did you decide to start a band? Was it just kind of like in a dorm room? Where was the process there? Yeah, so I'll start, and then I, I, I want to hear Matt's perspective on like what it was like when he came in. Uh, 
after I started. So I, I wrote a couple of songs and I remember that I had to like sell a video game system to get enough money to record the songs. Um, and I was really just scraping by, by like the skin of my teeth with it. And I was doing it myself. I think I wrote two songs. Uh, and then I brought Matt in because I was like, I don't want to do this as a solo project. I want it to be a band. Um, and we got together in my dingy college bedroom in Athens and we met through a mutual friend. Uh, and then when Matt joined, it just sort of snowballed from there and just became what it was. Uh, but it started with those two songs that, you know, I didn't really know what to do with, but I knew I didn't want it to just, you know, be myself and just have a solo project. I wanted it to be something a little bit bigger uh, and build a brand around it. So when, when Matt came in and then we later added Robbie and, uh, and Jordan down the line, things really kind of coalesced into what they are. Yeah, I guess I can kind of comment on the beginning too. It's funny because me and Corey met like a year before the band really started, like our junior year of college. I, I get a text from Corey one day. It's like, hey, like Nate Badenberg gave your number. Like, you, you want to hang out and talk music? So I was like, sure. And he came over and like, we like, I was doing like mostly EDM stuff at the time. So it was just all like dance music. And he was showing me his stuff. And then we ended up like not, we like stayed in touch, but we didn't talk for like a whole year really. And then he hit me up, I think the first week of senior year. And we finally wrote together, and then that's when we started writing classic, and it kind of just snowballed from there. Oh, that's very cool. So what is your writing process like? Do you kind of write all together, or do you have someone that kind of takes the lead? Like, it always changes, but I think there's never a song that uh, that's just one person or anything. Yeah. Um, usually it'll start on, on my computer or on Matt's computer, um, and it's just like, you know, it'll start out with an idea, maybe like I'll throw a, a verse and a chorus idea that's pretty bare bones over to Matt. Uh, and then we all work together um, to produce it out and like make it sound like a real song. Because, you know, what I come, I, I think I'm very good at coming up with like the broad strokes for an idea. Um, and then when Matt gets involved and then the other guys, Robbie and Jordan, get involved as well we start to put those finishing details on and, and start to critique what has been written. Right. And I think my favorite part is um, lately we've, we've been collaborating more on lyrics, um, you know, than we did at the start. And it's always come out that even though, you know, Jordan is not necessarily a lyric writer by trade or Matt or Robbie are, are, are not really by trade. And that's traditionally been more of my job since getting them involved more, it's been really refreshing because we've come out with, I think, and especially with the new music that we're coming out with, mm -hmm. I think lyrically has really taken a step forward. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Where do you get your inspiration? Like lyrically, is it kind of personal experiences? I think it's a mishmash of personal experiences, experiences that our friends have gone through and things that we see in the media honestly and, and like pop culture uh like you know there's some songs that are very personal i think to myself or to other members of the band but then there's songs like you know the one that comes to mind is a really old one classic that matt mentioned literally wrote that song about a scene in stranger things and uh season two when they all go to that dance at the end uh the the snowball at the end of that show <laughs> yeah <laughs> I forgot about that. And 
And that, yeah, that, so it literally, inspiration can literally come from anywhere, but it usually starts with like one line or one idea and then just kind of snowballs. Okay. For sure. Do you have other bands that you kind of look to or like draw inspiration from or look up to? Oh yeah. Like who? Uh, I think just top of mind that we've been super into recently, this band called Valley out of Canada um they went on tour with the band Camino last year they toured with the band Camino last year they're just like this super cool like uh alt pop outfit other bands that I can think of are like obviously the band Camino we love those guys um Joan is a really cool band as well uh what else who else you got Corey yeah and I think uh I think that definitely speaks to to that alternative side of things and uh, we also, you know, lately have been pulling in other kinds of influences that you might not expect, like, uh, you know, Jeremy Zucker with the kind of bedroom pop vibe. And uh, Chelsea Cutler is, is another artist we've been listening to a ton of recently. Um, so really all over the spectrum, I think of anything that touches pop or rock or alternative, um, you know, really, we're, we're all over the place. And I know that Matt specifically has always been really into EDM as well. Um, so, you know, I think that everybody has diverse influences here in the band and it really helps us to create unique sounds. So what would you say your genre is? Is it pop? We call it pop music for people who don't like pop music. Okay. And, and, you know, that was something that came to our minds, I think right after we wrote this song, high school. Uh, and we were talking about where we want to go in 2020 and, and, you know, who we want to be. Um, and we really went through a major change. I think our, our sound used to be, um, you know, really in line with that Laney 1975 type stuff, which we all adore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we really started out that way and strong for a year and a half or two. Um, and we felt like we wanted to be our own thing. Uh, we wanted to, uh, set ourselves apart and say, okay, yeah, the last two years were really about our influences, but the next couple of years are really going to be about 90s kids. Who are we? Um, and through that whole growth period, we wrote a song called Freak Me Out, uh, which was released back in June and is coming up on our EP as well, um, which is coming out in November. But that song, I think, was a turning point where we realized that our sound is undeniably pop, but it has this raw energy that translates live and translates even into some like rockier and alternative angles. Um, and it really doesn't pull specifically from an era or from one genre or from one set of influences. And and we feel like that sort of that energy and that sort of, uh, that sort of combination of influences is really summed up by the fact that maybe we are just pop music for people who don't typically like pop music. I like it. So as you said, you have an EP coming out. So how many total songs is on the EP? There are six. Six. Okay. And you've already right now and then three new ones. Three new ones. Okay. So can you tell me about the ones that aren't out yet? Like how do they differ a little bit? Or like what can people expect? They are... God, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. They're, uh, yeah. I think we all like, so like them more than the singles that are out now at this point. Really? <laughs> Why? Yeah, and 
I, I mean, the whole EP is so diverse that, I mean, to me, it feels like you listen to any any track on the album and it, it could have been written by a different artist. But yet, in some way, they all tie together and all feel like 90s kids. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And I think that we got to experiment with the styles that made us fall in love with music. Um, can can I can I say profanity? Yeah, on this podcast? absolutely. Go for okay, it. Okay, okay. So our first song is called is called "Fuck Up" on the EP, and it's it's the most aggressive song we've ever done, and it it has this garage rock vibe to it, and I'm so excited for people to hear it. And we we always daydream about getting to play that live because oh, it's yeah. just we're going to be able to tear it up out there and just be a rock band. Um, okay. But then you you drive on the spectrum to a song like uh, still got feelings, which is the fifth track on the record. And it's total like bedroom pop, Jeremy Zucker, um, Christian French kind of feel to it. Um, where, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty sad and pretty, uh, melancholy stuff. Um, and then, you know, obviously bummer just came out and that sounds like, uh, you know, Jojo and third eye blind had a baby. Uh, so it's, it's, the diversity really is what's exciting to me. And I'll, I'll let the, the guys speak further to that. Yeah. I mean, once you hear the three new ones, they're all so different from each other. And they're all so different from like what we've done so far. And I think that's why we're all really excited about it because we weren't like trying to write a bunch of songs that like really went together. We were kind of just writing together every day and just, these are our favorite songs that we wrote and they weren't trying to all be the same thing. And they ended up being really different, but they all still really feel like nineties kids. So okay. yeah, super excited sure. about it. Is there they, like, they... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no. Go ahead. I was gonna say, is there like a common theme lyrically with the songs? Yeah. I think, Absolutely. I, there I think is. That, yeah. It, it's, it, it lies within the EP title doing love wrong. So like the entire, like I would say, at least from my perspective, Corey, you can, you can adjust this if you want to, but all of the songs on the EP are basically different angles of relationships, like going wrong or like experiences where things are kind of like a little bit iffy, shaky, so to speak. Yeah, I and and uh, that's exactly what it is. As the you know, I think we had like four or five out of the six done at one point, and we had just written the song "Bummer." Um, and there's the line, uh, "Maybe I'm just doing love wrong because it just don't feel right." And that line just always stuck out to me as all of these songs are coming at relationship or love type problems from totally different angles, just like Jordan said but the common theme is, is me, right? Like the common theme is you as, you know, the songwriter, right? Where maybe it's me, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing this all wrong. Uh, and so that, that's sort of the angle that we came at it as the EP was getting done. It was like, what line on the EP really sums the whole thing up. And, uh, and that was it. Jordan, I mean, Jordan hit the nail on the head. It's, and, and I think that we really worked hard to come up with perspectives that, uh, aren't necessarily always the common uh, perspective on breakup songs. And it was a lot of fun to do. Okay. So there's no song called Doing Love Wrong? There's not. There's, no, there's it's not. It's that All lyric. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, she got a leak out of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite song 
on the EP that like people should be excited for. It could be one of the ones that's already been released. Yes. Matt, do you want to, do you want to say this first? Cause I think we have the same one. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. It's, it's super close because it's probably definitely between the, the three that are on release, but still got feelings by far. I think my favorite, like yeah. it, just, it just feels like a really special song. Like I'm really excited for fuck up and that's going to be like probably the most fun song to play live out of all of our songs. And Prague is just a super beautiful song, but I don't know. Still got feelings is just like a special one to me. So gotta get yeah. that. that. That's my and jam. I is, have to, my jam as well. I have to shout out Matt specifically on still got feelings was just like, I remember just starting that song and Matt sent me this loop just to start it out. And I think I was at this point where I was like super writer's block in terms of lyrics, like, you know, we would come up with good instrumental ideas and just block as soon as it was time for lyrics. And Matt just sent me this one like little loop and it has these, it's like typing and clicking sounds uh, set to like a percussive beat uh, against this really cool, like sad sounding soft piano. And I just immediately, it just clicked. And I was like, okay, that just ended writer's block. I know exactly what to write about. Um, and then from there, it's just like, I just remember vividly like sitting in our, in our studio with Matt, uh, and, and the other guys, um, and just like everything that we would say, like, Oh Matt, we should try this. He just nailed it from a, uh, from like a production side. And I think that, um, just overall, I think that song's so cool. And the whole EP is something we're so proud of is because it's completely self-produced. Um, all of the six songs on it, you know, we didn't work with outside producers oh, wow. um, to, to get the sound out there. So um, we are are super stoked on that and definitely had to shout Matt out, out on that one. Thanks, man. Do you do your own like sound <laughs> engineering too? No, so we have, a, we have a great team down in Nashville that does the okay. engineering. So the, the mixing is done by our, our sweet, sweet Prince Matt Huber in Nashville. <laughs> We love, we love Matt. He is uh, the king in every sense of the word. And then we have our, our favorite mastering engineer, the, the king of the dad joke, Sam Moses. Alrighty then. So I have another question, kind of going back to your writing process. Do you tend to write the melody first and then the lyrics? Is that kind of how it goes? It, I think it usually starts with some sort of instrumental loop okay. of some sort. Like, you know, we'll get an idea for a verse down or a chorus. Um, and then usually it does start with, uh, a melody, right? So like, uh, you know, la da 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 kind of melody, just humming something or, 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 you know, playing something out on a guitar that would be like a vocal melody, um, and then fitting lyrics to it. But lately what we've been trying to challenge ourselves to do is start with the concept and start with the idea first, because we feel like the most honest in uh, the most relatable lyrics come out when you start with the why, you know, why does this song exist? What do we want people to feel? Um, and that was something we challenged ourselves with on, on this EP. And I think that uh, for changing up our style and the way that we do things so much, I think it really paid off. So you've mentioned playing music live. Which of your songs that are already released do you like to play live the most? 
Body language. Let's go. <laughs> that song is so fun to play live. Oh my god. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two. I'll go with body language because the crowd just always is like has an amazing reaction to it. And then sleeper, I would say somebody just as good as you. Mm. Really fun. That is a sleeper very, track. Has a lot of rock elements live to it. So like towards the end and like the bridge and stuff is just like super high energy. So love that song. I I have to echo and and be the the third in a row to say body language because not only do I I mean we usually close with it um you know at least on the past tours we have and every time it brings me back to this moment where the first time we played it was at our our Columbus headliner um you know this this sold out room uh in in Columbus Ohio with all of our closest friends family and and fans and uh right at the last chorus we did this huge like you know, massive, like, uh, like confetti. fog blast machine and then confetti dropped. And, uh, that's on the internet, by the way, that's on YouTube. So anybody listening, uh, can go check that out. Nineties <laughs> kids live at the basement. But every time I think about that moment when we're playing body language, it just like, it gives me chills every single time. That's so funny. You say that. Cause that's exactly the reason why I love playing it the most too. Literally just reminds me of that night. So fun. Fair. Yeah, man. So my other question, kind of about playing live music and touring, um, obviously can't really do that right now. So have you been doing any like live stream shows or what's been your main way of like connecting with fans? I mean, you know, the, the hard thing is that uh, for us, we're in this EP cycle right now where we have these these songs that we're so proud of that are about to come out. And we spent the whole year pretty much writing. I mean, we did tour with Fangs this past uh this past spring which was which was awesome right before covid hit mm-hmm. um but you know since and just been writing the ep and you know releasing a few singles to try to stay connected with fans but the hard thing is with these songs that we're so proud of that are coming out it's like you know we're still going through do we want the first time people hear these to be on instagram on a phone screen um you know on a live live stream or something and it's hard. It's a hard decision because a lot of, a lot of artists have to do it. Um, and so it's something that we're still like grappling with the idea of, I think we're all just hoping that, you know, hopefully by next summer we can get back out on the road and start playing these songs live. But Mm -hmm. for right now, I think we're, you know, largely just focusing on getting as much music out as we can because it's all you really can do. That's fair. Where are you most excited to go on tour when you can again? Ooh, uh, that's a really that's a difficult question. All right, uh, sorry. <laughs> Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. We love Iowa. <laughs> okay. No, we we it's, it's like this running joke that we're we're all obsessed with Iowa. Just we had to like drive into Iowa on our first tour at like four thirty in the morning, it was and hellish. everybody was just like, "Oh, it was it was great!" Just like driving through like a dark cornfield for like four hours. <laughs> Uh, well, not only to stay at like this crappy Best Western. <laughs> yeah, and then we had to get up like, like three hours later too. That was like the yeah. like, and then we had to go drive more. Like it was like a pit <laughs> stop. It wasn't even like we were staying there or anything. So that's why we like went. We took a nap. We essentially just took a nap. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> honestly, honestly, um, the city that I think we all thought was like the craziest and like the most fun show of the last tour was. I mean, you know, obviously we love Columbus and it's our hometown and 
you know, that's our, our favorite place to, to play just, you know, because the atmosphere there, but, uh, I'm excited to go back to, to New York city. Um, yeah, that was crazy. we played at this, at this venue called gold sounds there. And there were just so many more people than we thought would be there. Um, you know, people that we had met online and, and others as well that, that came and, the energy was just so great. And uh, I think we're excited to explore some more venues there. I love New York. It's where I'm from. So, woo. Um, nice. right. Oh, sweet. Well, I'm from New Whereabouts? Jersey. But like, I'm from New Jersey. I lied. I'm totally from New Jersey. Uh, okay. I live I'm from like central Jersey, but I live in Hoboken. Yeah. Now I'm from okay. Hoboken. So I like just gotcha. it's easier to say that. But um, anyway, that's all I had. So thank you guys so much for doing this. When does the EP officially come out? So Doing Love Wrong EP comes out uh, November 6th. So oh, three gotcha. days after the election. It's next Friday. Okay. I don't know when this when this podcast is out, but November 6th. Uh, go give it a pre-save. So this podcast will come out Monday. So November 2nd. Okay. So right in time. So there you go. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Pre-save it, and then when it comes out, give her a listen. All right. And, yeah, we and if you want to follow us on socials, we would be so happy to connect with everybody, Uh, all of of Steph's listeners. We are at 90s Kids Band on pretty much everything. Uh, And for those of you who are are, uh, TikTok legends out there, we're at 90s Kids Music. Are you on TikTok? Yes, we, we are. are. We haven't been we are. recently, but we're getting back into it. Do you so dance on so TikTok? We... No dancing. We have not danced. <laughs> not yet. Only not comedic yet. content on TikTok. Yeah. Well, we thought we thought TikTok was going to be banned, so we yeah. kind of just like we kind of got got all just depressed and and uh, you know <laughs> we got to sharpen our skills again to get back in the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we probably haven't posted in like what uh, two months. Yeah. That's a I mean, long I guess, Yeah, but, you know, it's going to be a great comeback. It is. Comeback. Championship comeback right now. <laughs> yeah. Championship. A lot, of, a lot of good ideas, so. It's going to be a Pontiac game-changing performance. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a LeBron James game seven against the Warriors block. <laughs> I think you should come back with a dance. Like, release EP, release song, and then, like, make a dance for your song. That's got to be the comeback. You have to, you have to help us choreograph it. I am you know. not a dancer. Neither are we. <laughs> we do have one really good idea, though, that we, we actually might do it this weekend. I was talking to Robbie about it. So. You should do Ooh. it. It's, it's, a, it's a big one. It's the viral. Robbie is, Robbie is low-key, low like, kind of a, a good director. Uh, have you noticed that, Matt? Like, he's actually good he's at, a like... Good, he's, he's a good TikTok guy, for sure. Yeah, he is. Yeah. But, we got to right. channel that Gen Z energy to, uh, to get better at it. Yeah, well, you know, us old people, we're not supposed to even be on TikTok, according to my little sister, <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, well, thank you guys so much for doing this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, hey, thanks so much, Steph. It was thank it was you. great talking to you. And uh, All right, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, all right. Bye. see ya. See you later. Bye. Huge thank you to 90s Kids for coming on the show today. Make sure you follow them on Instagram at 90kidsband. And please pre-save their new EP, Doing Love Wrong. It comes out this Friday, November 6th. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I'll see you Wednesday. Bye.